One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's the second time it's gone off. Never got home, they never got home, they never got home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports are important. You know, in a way, I, I really have to admire you lot for not signing up to the world service. <laughs> I know, Murph, I know. It takes a lot of effort. I mean, I can only imagine the heartache you must be going through. This is what I mean. These guys content themselves with our Monday-only output and Mm. this little weekly snippet of the World Service. I only respect all of your abilities to withstand the FOMO you must feel every week knowing what you're missing. The mental strength required to consciously avoid... The increasingly excellent GA punditry team of Paul Flynn and Michael Murphy, for example. Hats off. Uh, If you're into GA and you're not listening to these guys, I mean, the Glenn Ryan Croker, Dubs Croker stuff we discussed at length this week, Mm. and you are showing the fortitude to not pay up and listen. I mean... Hats off. For me, I mean, imagine having the the guts to say, for me, not for me, <laughs> when it comes to Paul Flynn and Michael Murphy. I, on, I gotta respect, you gotta respect the hustle. We've got a lot of Murphs on these days. There's you, there's yeah. that Murph. I mean, it's, the the hierarchy is extremely clear. When Paul Flynn says Murph... Oh yeah, it's never it's you he's definitely talking definitely not yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Murph, I'd like to get your thoughts on, he says quite a lot. I could like, maybe have a cup of tea here. What about you, S. Murph? You've got to respect anyone who can resist the charms of Brian talking about LeBron versus Steph Curry in the NBA playoffs. Steph coming into this one after a 50-point haul in Game 7 of the last round against the Sacramento Kings. So you have to understand, Sacramento Kings is one of the most hapless franchises in American sports. Like, like there's the Cleveland Browns and then there's like the, for years, the Seattle Mariners in baseball and now the Sacramento Kings. They had the longest North American playoff drought of any franchise, 17 years. And bless their hearts, they actually qualified for the playoffs this year. Their fan base, you know, they're, they're 75 miles from San Francisco and they live in San Francisco's shadow because the Warriors have everything. The Warriors have Steph and championships and the Kings – Rabid fan base. Rabid fan base. Perhaps should I compare them to my new adopted GAA team, Ross Common, as you know. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding there. So you, don't, you don't know about that? Good, comp- you know good my, comparison. Yeah. You don't know about my Ross well, Common? Why Ross Common? So one of my Little League baseball players, is a his mom is from Ross Common, and his, oh, his cousin yeah. plays football for them. So I've nicknamed the kid Rossi. The whole team calls the kid Rossi, by the way. <laughs> oh, uh, that is too good. His, his, his name is Donal. His mom named him Donal, which you do not see in California. He's the only Donal 
in no. town. Uh, yeah. But he's known as Rossi to everybody in Mobile Little League. But anyway, point is Sacramento Kings, rabid fan base, rabid fan base, starving for success. And they created a living hell for the Warriors in those seven games. But they invented this thing called the beam. And it's a big, giant, purple laser that shoots. They set up some lights on top of their arena, Golden One Center in downtown Sacramento. And I'm listen, I'm no, I'm no engineer or physicist, but it creates a purple laser that goes miles into the sky and it disappears into the sky and you can see it from miles around and anytime they win a game home or away they light the beam so it was a purple beam it looks like something out of star wars and it created a frenzy in sacramento the people went nuts to the pit so they start chanting now as they would win games as the season would go light the beam light the beam and it was like this almost like a cult and i have to admit it was pretty cool it was pretty fun And it was a real, real, real signature thing in American NBA sports this year. Now, when Steph scored his 50 points and he turned into his assassin mode near the end when he started scoring all those points Mm -hmm. and they called a timeout late, Steph turned to the crowd, snarled and snarled at them. And you could read his lips. It says, you're all not ready for this blank. And then he took his – so lighting the beam, they pressed down on a big button. Steph (laughs) Steph pretended to push down – on a button and then shook his head, shook his, shook his head with great ferocity, like no beam tonight, no beam tonight. So, uh, that was the drama. (laughs) I just love the image of this little boy, Rossi Mm. running around the baseball fields of Mill Valley, California. (laughs) Brian has been giving me updates for a number of months. Uh, and actually he got in touch with me last week to say, what, no trash talk for my Rossi-loving uh, Little League baseball player? To which I obviously replied, uh, well, Brian, it puts me in mind of the great Italian goal-ador, Mario Balotelli. You know, you, the postman doesn't celebrate delivering the mail. Goal-ador people do not celebrate beating, beating Ross Common. It is merely the, the natural order of things. Also, you know, I, some small misgivings about, you know, leaning on too heavy on the nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's like... Yeah. I mean, let's have a bit of class about this. He's already got this confusing nickname he's carrying around. Apparently, <laughs> being called by absolutely everybody. Ken was in sparkling form as always, talking about the broadcasting career of Graeme Souness. We're going to give you a fair bit of this one. Graeme Souness, who is seventy years old on Saturday, Coronation Day. Ah, uh, a double celebration. A double celebration, and he's um, and he and he uh, chose the uh, Liverpool four-three Spurs game on Sunday to announced this decision of his uh, he he will continue of course to write in the Daily Mail uh, maybe he will be doing I wouldn't be surprised to see because you know uh, especially a broadcaster especially for broadcasters it's it's hard to retire oh very yeah. few do yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really it becomes very, very not willing to retire that bastard Russell Murphy you know because you got so much more still left to give I don't even like to use the word still in that sentence yeah yeah. You know, because still, obviously, still implies that maybe it's maybe soon we might be getting to a point where I'm running out of things to say, but not yet, not not this day. Um, but but this is so. This is a strange. I suppose his his uh, his old mate Alan Hansen did this. I think he was maybe a bit younger than he was a bit younger than Sunus is now when he decided to retire uh, and simply have done with it. Um, and so. Uh, uh, yeah, it's. I suppose we can consider the the career, the punishry career, perhaps not yet fully finished of Graham Souness. Alan Hansen's only sixty seven. 
Yeah, he's younger than Tunis. Yeah, yeah he's younger. And he's so he, retired he, a long time. So, so what age was he? He, he, must, he mustn't even have been 60 when he retired. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, I, I find him a really interesting um, figure, actually, in punditry. I know. He, you bring him up more often than almost any other pundit, I would say. Soonest. Yeah, you brought him up a lot over certainly recent years. Sorry, Hansen retired six years ago just to close the circle. So he was board. 60, basically, when he yeah. retired. Yeah. Sick, sick of Nick and Ian writes lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, soon as I find very seldom said anything interesting about the actual football. Man, that's it. You know, like about, about the games that were being played or like in terms of analysing what was happening in a game or why one team was winning a game. Almost never said anything of any interest or, with, or any insight about that. Like n- almost nothing ever about sort of tactics or what the coaches are trying to do. In fact, he was almost... He was like consciously against even the, the idea that you should look at it that way. Um, I don't really think he had much acceptance of the the how much the game had changed since he played and was one of the best players in the game. I mean, it's a completely different game now. Um, obviously, he didn't bother finding out about new players, managers, any of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, for example, earlier Zerby. this season, the Deserby thing was just incredible. You know, he's like, who's this guy? He's Googled, he's Googled Brighton and that's not the work of a genius. And he comes in and produces the, the work <laughs> of a genius. The work of a genius. I mean, this is... Uh, so, like, this firmly reactionary outlook on... Uh, on football, it's, it's a man's game all of a sudden. But this again. is also good, I think, because because first of all, if you're you know if, if it's football, you want you want someone who has who is going to bring that point of view. In fact, to be fair, they aren't in short supply because every it, it seems to happen to every footballer as soon as they retire, they immediately kind of are like, well, who are these? You know, it you reminds me of the, of the uh, there was this bit in uh, Jerry Seinfeld stand up where he's talking about fathers and their fashion. And he, he says, you know, every single father picky, picks a year and then just dresses as if it's that year for the rest <laughs> of their lives. So my father, 1975. And he's just, they somehow managed to find clothes from 1975 to just buy all the time until they die. And I think that something happens with footballers as well. There's a year in their heads where football was perfect. And everything that happens in football has to be looked at through the prism of, and I'm going to say for Graham Sooness, 1981? 84, he 84. won the treble, to be fair. Yeah, 84. 84, 1984. 84 was Graeme Sinus uh, jogging around the um, the Olympic Stadium in Rome, waving the European Cup at all those Roma fans. No, it's always, it's always for every footballer, it's two years before they retire. Just when the writings, just before the writings on the wall for their own career, mm. just before they start noticing everything that pisses them off about the modern game <laughs> while they're still involved in it. Well, did he play, I mean, he went to Sampdoria, did he, I, uh, did he play one season or two there and then went to Rangers and played at least one season as a sort of player manager? Mm. So, yeah, we're talking about in that um, in that realm. time frame. But the thing is, I really like watching Graham Seamus, right? Even though I seldom agree with what he says and often think he's, like, totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kind of increasingly feel that the like TV punditry, you know, football punditry, or in fact all all communication, right? Broaden it out to all communication, is not really about what you say, is it? Like it never, it actually never has been. Like the content is is of no importance compared to <laughs> no importance compared to how you make people feel, mm. right? Yeah. So like, like it's not about you know people say oh. Uh, you know, it's like I, even I've kind of implied it by what I was saying about the soonest does everything. Like about, it's not about doing your research or like knowing things, right? Because actually, you know what? That just fucking annoys people. 
Mm. You know, they're like, who's this? You know, you come in with all, oh, I've got, you know, they've done this and they've done that. And people are like, who the fuck are you? Like, um, it annoys, it annoys really? people. With, yeah. I, I do, do you not think? Well, I, I think, think well, in, well, in football poetry, early Gary Neville, maybe before the Neville Carragher thing started to turn into something of a parody uh, in terms of their Liverpool Man United bi- bias yeah. uh, and how openly they wear it on their sleeves. The... The early Neville stuff in particular and Carragher in fairness and the two of them even now when they're still at their best they don't annoy me when they talk about it in, in a more detailed tactical way than mm. was probably done before and fairness they've they've earned rave reviews for that sort of stuff over the years yeah I mean I, th- I feel like the mix is changing a little bit particularly with Neville right you know there's a bit more Neville does annoy people I don't want to hold Gary Neville up mm. as somebody who doesn't annoy anyone <laughs> for example I mean did you see Neville uh, just this uh just this week, um, talking about the Leeds thing, you know, we'll mention it with John, the, the, but the, the Leeds players walking past the kid, mm. uh, or, or walking past actually loads of fans in a hotel, mm. you know, there's like the, dozen, basically didn't acknowledge fans, the fans as fans. they're walking past. They're just walking out to the bus, like as though, yeah, we're just on our way to the bus, like it's not really a mean great. And uh, they've they've been hammered for this, and and then they put out a statement saying we we're deeply sorry for our you know <laughs> yeah. whatever selfish behaviour. And uh, Neville attacks them for not speaking from the heart. You know, people don't care about this pure guff. Do it on video. Get on there. Maybe do it on the overlap. You know, he didn't say do it on the, but it's like speak from speak from the heart. And he, I, I think he's he's right. I mean, what well, obviously it helps if the that you know can say things which are like true or interesting rather than say for instance boring mm. and stupid um but more important is to say it in a way that seems true or interesting it's not like you know that this is actually the the the, the secret of it and soon this is what soon has had he he obviously cared so much about it right it, like and was liable to lose his temper at any moment uh, which made him kind of magnetic to watch. Did he actually lose it that often, though? Oh, uh, Owen, are you are you actually joking? Are you kidding me? You are try you to get me? a rise out of Ken here. Yeah. Are you actually kidding me? Owen? I'm thinking Roy Keane probably loses his more than soon as. Well, sit. Well, Keane is the same, right? Mm. These are both these are yeah, both men true. whose personalities made it difficult for them to be managers, because you know being angry, it's someone who's angry on TV. That is the best thing ever. Everyone is just yeah. like glued to it. Somebody who's angry in the same room, that's a bit different. <laughs> that's a bit different. That's the, that, that can be awkward. That, that makes can, people feel uncomfortable. That can be uncomfortable. Angry yeah. on TV is great. And, and Sunas and Keane both have this uh, this quality and are, and are far, far better as TV pundits than as managers. managers. And Keane maybe seems to have accepted that at this stage, that this is actually his, his true calling. Mm. Beyond the game, the tr- his true calling is to express these emotions or to or to incarnate these emotions often anger disgust but these things that people want to see right and and to do that better than better than anybody else uh, you know i mean if you looked at did you see soon as the sky montage you know with all his his highlights right how many of his highlights are just him getting angry because someone was trying to interrupt him right <laughs> and the way that he kind of menaced them into showing up i mean this is just or or one of the things I remember him is remember the time he was on Tommy Martin. Uh, I was on uh, Virgin with Tommy Martin talking about like, um, well, he talking about what's been lost from our games. This is years ago. Uh, it was a clip that ended with Tommy Martin saying, "You sounded like you voted for Brexit, Graham," and he goes, "Certainly did, yeah." But 
uh, it was the thing that that made that led up to that was soon as describing how he'd gone to see a game between Bournemouth and Swansea with his son and come away feeling intense anger and disgust at what he'd seen <laughs> because it was just such a nice it was like the way he described it was it was like watching a Dutch game of football oh god it was like you know just all this it doesn't get any lower than yeah. that does it <laughs> you know and, and the, so it's like those types of reactions are what made him a great pundit I think um, I mean I say a great pundit these these people who who uh, and he's seen as a great pundit in in Britain I, I would say you know he's been the senior analyst because yeah. they they never got to see Giles the senior yeah. they never got they didn't see Giles and his pop right because Giles had I think a lot of Sunus's good points in terms of that but also actually kind of seemed to have a better understanding of what was happening in the game or at least an at least an idea of how to break it down in in an interesting way um but like in terms of transmitting the emotion or, or the reaction i mean that's what that's increasingly seems to me what all of this all media is about or is becoming right but we, 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 i don't know because we've talked about the anytime we talk about football punditry in recent years there's supposed to be this movement towards wanting more more detail like fans knowing more about the game than they did 10 years ago and wanting more now maybe they get that tactical stuff from their podcasts or from whatever you know the club the yeah, club writers they follow I think that's really interesting and for TV one, yeah. punditry they're actually looking for something different which is entertainment because I've certainly come around on the, on the Roy Keane thing the, it, he disappointed me for a while as a pundit because I just thought there would be more there there would be more mm. tactical stuff there he might be able to break it down in the way that the Giles could do or whatever that never happened but I have slowly just warmed to the idea that when you're watching this guy something might happen yeah and that yes. something I think might happen you know will not happen probably with the majority of and I think that the the that has changed in the last even four or five years. I think that the that Sky certainly have doubled down on the idea of pundits as fans. That they are the that they sell the sort of fan experience back to the viewer. So you're watching it uh, and you're obviously feeling uh, emotions more so than cold coldly analysing what you're watching. And the TV company Sky in particular, I think have grasped that and are selling that back to you. They're making the pundits be the sort of vector of mm. your own emotions. They're selling it back to you, uh, reflecting it back to you. And I think that, like... It could be a pain in the arse as well. It We're can, probably, of course. If you're going down the, you know, the Carragher, Neville, United, Liverpool stuff, mm. maybe that's slight, slightly different to what we're talking about in terms of the what Keane and Sunes represent as pundits. I think that gets boring when it seems fake when it when it seems contrived Effective, to yeah. do, to create the reaction, but the reactions are always gold. So, like you know, the reactions of people in the studio, uh, goals and stuff like this. You know, mm. you can see yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Neville slumped at Anfield. You know, this type of this type of thing. Like, I mean, people might say, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think they should do that," but like, it's got like seventy five <laughs> million views. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's telling the truth here? You know, and this is like I'm sure that Sky have have kind of noticed this is what does well online I mean what does well it's like reactions it's, it's like people pointing a camera in their own face as they as they're in a football match people watch this I mean usually for things like the end of the Liverpool Spurs game you know how, how many different clips have I seen of Spurs fans doing kind of various uh, videos where obviously it go, you've got this trajectory from uh, euphoria to mm. Despair. despair disbelieving despair in like you know that I mean like you know like Andy Andy Tate showed the way for this I mean and I don't I don't mean Andrew Tate 
who's who's yes. currently showing the way. I mean, his predecessor, Andy Tate. Uh, of, of Manchester, England. Of you are the biggest fool in Manchester yeah. uh, fame. The guy who was who ranted it to the camera. Like, it was just this pure invective, mm. which I don't know how many billion views that video got. I mean, I still sometimes look at it. <laughs> you know, I still, because it was just, it was so pure. There was just the essence of something there, which, ev- which everyone just yeah. was like, yeah. And then, of course, like, that. within six months, there's Jose Shiggy. I know. DJ, and then it's like, that's it. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, done. You're, you're done. You're done, Tate. It's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's over. So you're not even the number one Andy Tate anymore. And uh, so that's it. But look at your man, um, uh, I Show Speed. Right, he's like a massive, you know, a massive. I don't know who that is. You, you, you do know who it is. <laughs> don't you, d- you say that to me, Ken? <laughs> you do know who, he was on Sky. He was on Sky for one of the games. He's he's oh, a no. Twitch. He's a Twitch streamer, and it, so he's like uh, phenomenally, you know, popular. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are more successful Twitch streamers. Not uh, like, would, uh, uh, would he would, was he interviewing some? Oh, was was this the guy who interviewed someone and then someone said Ronaldo's not playing? He's a Ronaldo super fan. Yeah, 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 yeah super. Yeah. And I read just the other day that that he's been blocked by Messi on Instagram. So, <sighs> shit, you know. Um, but if you, but if you've seen what he what he's doing, like we see his videos at these games, like it's. It's like it's he's he's approaching. I imagine the maximum it's possible for a human being to emote. Like it's obviously fake. It's he looks frenzied. Like he's it's like, ah, you know sort of screaming <laughs> into the camera, just like screaming. Ah, ah, ah. Like it's, you can't. God, you that was scary, be, wasn't it? That was uncomfortable. Be anymore, especially in. Screen. Yeah, yeah. I you hope can, you laughed at home, but for us to be in the same room as it was funny. uncomfortable. You can't. You can't be any more hyped up. You can't be any more. You can't overreact any more to things. Like this yeah. is. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure you can. It's, this is just. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm like someone sitting at like the 1932 Olympics. Uh, watching, watching like the high jump, going. This is amazing. Look at them. <laughs> this is like something out of H.G. Wells. You know that that rope must have been four and a half feet off the ground. You know, <laughs> I, 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 how did he even? You know, I, I couldn't even comfortably reach over that. Uh, so I'm sure that that I trust speed will seem like bore, like will seem boring and phlegmatic, like in a in a in a few years mm. time somewhere. But right now, I'm just kind of like, but. It puzzles me, you know, why it's so successful, but it is. I mean, he's a Twitch streamer, so what's the thing? The thing about Twitch streaming is you play basically video games, and then you talk over it in yeah. a way which you kind of it's a it's like a continuous form of banter, which like <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a new form of banter, which goes which never ends, mm. and requires a lot of emotional energy to express, and people love this. Right? They, they love it like far more than anything else. So, so you're drawing a line between Graham Sooness. And I shall speed. Yeah. It seems to be what you've done here. In a sense. In a sense, yeah. But, you know, I, I, while I... While I, how, I, mean, you I, say I would I, say, though, that Sunus' feelings are at least real. When he's angry, he is actually angry. Yeah. Whereas I shall speed, you, you believe... I mean, I've not seen... There's nothing of the gentleman's oeuvre to be able to speak yeah. to it directly. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like what you're saying I is... I feel like he's hamming it up a bit. Yeah, he's whereas optimizing. Sunus, his anger... I've never seen him get angry and not think that his... Anger was real. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, completely, and that's what that's what makes it good. So it's, it's this sort of precious. Uh, you feel like it's genuine, as mm. opposed to you know, which makes him kind of interesting to watch. I think, um, but you know, also a vegan. Although I noticed that he ate fish cakes in his first Daily Mail column. So not a vegan. Well, I wouldn't have thought fish cakes were vegan unless he had the vegan fish cakes. Maybe the Maybe cakes. vegan fish cakes. 
You God, know? I'm just getting hungry. Just he said he, about the he said he was vegan. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was vegan when he was standing up for Kurt Zuma's cat. Yeah, or no, Kurt Zuma. Yeah, Kurt Zuma's yeah. cat, and he was so disgusted by that as well. This guy needs to needs to sit out a lot of matches, you know, and he needs to apologize. Um, you know, he stood up for um, he, st- he he stood up for. Uh, or uh, rather, against homophobia in football, he didn't stand up for homophobia in football. Sort of against yep. it. Said you spoke know, brilliantly about the Brighton about Pride uh, parade that he went to. How he had come from a very homophobic generation. How this needed to change and so on. And probably the single football opinion that he got hammered for more than any other, he turned out to be completely right about, which was Pogba. Paul, Paul, Paul Pogba is, is not a good, is actually not that good a player, and is and is going to let Manchester United down. I mean. You could argue, well, injuries played their part, and of course, the flux of managers and different systems, and yeah, what do they really want him to do? But at the end of it all, you're kind of left yeah. going, he just didn't really do it, did he? No. He didn't do it. Soonest was right. And then and they turned into that gif and, you know, this spinning studio, and Soonest is angry face, and they'll go, where's mm. Paul Pogba and all this? And it turned into a meme. He was right about it. Yeah. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, Feet asked that question. Pretty strange. Yeah, very disappointed, yeah, but there you go. What have I become? My sweetest friend. I mean, at the time I thought that you were completely in the right. Everyone I know. But now I think. Should just play then, just play then. I'm surprised you're really asking that question. No, well, it doesn't matter really what you think. Yeah, you weren't there at the time. You weren't an international player. And you hadn't had the frustrations I had. Played at the international level, a million miles away. and you hadn't been accused of taking an injury. So, I keep what you think doesn't really matter. I would find a way. Graeme Souness wasn't the only broadcasting giant who we discussed on the World Service this week. I said, Karen, it's Richard Keyes. Prehistoric banter, please. It was just banter. Is not acceptable in a modern world. Do you have any regrets? None. There are some dark forces at work here. The eyes of it, the eyes have 
You want to know more, surely? Ken, Ken on keys. Ken on keys on Messi. That's mm. all you're getting. Culturally, theft is frowned upon in mm-hmm. this part of the world. And another football podcast on the way tomorrow, here. It's just, this is unbelievable. Again, hats off again to your bravery. Oh. <laughs> Listen, if you want to continue to be brave, that's fine. If, yep. if you want to show a bit of weakness, there's no problem there as well. Bravery's overrated. It absolutely is. So sign up today for just five measly euro a month. Plus a tiny bit of VAT, depending where in the world you're listening. Full duck, no dinner. That's it. That's Full the duck, Rossies. No dinner. Second Cabs Podcast. I wonder, does our little our little league friend know the of the existence of Willie Hegarty? And if not, why not? The Second Captain's Podcast is part of the. Hold on a minute now, on. It's a creator network. I yes. think it's the number one creator network out there. Well, there's no better. There's anyone, I don't think there's anyone out there better than the Acast, of course, of course, on the Acast. Creator Network. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports is important. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.